My little five-year-old daughter disappeared into the mammoth yellow school bus for the first time Tuesday morning. Vivian didn't seem hesitant or scared. She nearly sprinted to the bus, with her backpack swaying in the wind. She plunked down in the front seat behind the bus driver, gave a quick wave and smile for her parents, and then the bus was gone. Just like that. No crying. Except for Mom. I was slightly dazed. We had everything ready an hour early, except for her identification card, which she needs to wear the first two weeks of school. I drove over to the Ronald L. Sodoma Elementary School in Albion, handed her ID card to Vice Principal Jim Wood, and made a quick exit. Parents are urged to stay away the first day of school. Hopefully our laps didn't put Vivian at the bottom of the class rankings. Right now, Vivian's world is changing. Her teacher, Joyce Monticelli, has emerged as an important person in her life. Dad is losing some of his luster. My jokes and antics ceased getting hearty responses from Vivian about a year ago. She declared she didn't like my singing last year. She has suggested I go upstairs and shut the door if I get the urge to croon Elvis tunes. The voluntary hugs also seem a thing in the distant past. I fear with school and all of the upcoming activities, I will be relegated to being a chauffeur. That's not the close father-daughter bond I was envisioning. At least, we're not sending her to the wolves. During kindergarten registration in June, I saw so many familiar faces as teachers, nurses, maintenance workers, and administrators. In my eight years of covering the Albion School District for the newspaper, I've crossed paths with many of the school employees. I saw familiar parents from other newspaper pursuits. Although school and all of these new people may knock me down a few pegs in her eyes, I'm happy Vivian is with people I know. I don't feel like I'm sending my daughter to some anonymous fortress. After kindergarten registration, we still didn't know who would be her teacher until mid-August. Then we got the letter, notifying us Vivian was assigned to Mrs. Monticelli. We made a flurry of calls to friends with kindergartners and parents with kids in Vivian's nursery school. None of them had Mrs. Monticelli, but they had heard good things about her. I've seen Mrs. Monticelli in the Albion community for years. She's nice and tough. Her husband is the high school principal. Her brother, Ron Harling, was Orleans County's under-sheriff, and her dad is a longtime vet in Barrie and former town board member. He also raises top hunting dogs. I've done a few stories on him. Mrs. Monticelli, like my wife and I, also graduated from Roberts Wesleyan College. Vivian's first homework assignment called on one of her parents to trace a hand on paper. Vivian will then do her own hand tracing in school. Mrs. Monticelli said the assignment is the first of many that will include parents in the educational journey. That's good to know. But even better, when Vivian returned from the school bus Tuesday afternoon, she had a big smile and her arms outstretched. A hug, and I didn't even have to ask. Grandma Flo, a kindness that nothing could stop. March 24, 2005 My Grandma Flo almost made it to a hundred. She had just worked on a crossword puzzle and balanced her checkbook when she died peacefully at her home March 11th, four months shy of her 99th birthday. Grandma attributed her longevity to a daily bottle of beer. Everyone she met marveled at her good health and good deeds. She never wore glasses and continued threading her own needles until she had a stroke five years ago.
Her handwriting only suffered a slight tilt, and she kept up with her correspondence and cards, never missing a birthday or major holiday, and often sending along a five or ten dollar bill for us grandkids. Grandma Flo could always be counted on to be nice. She was never mean, even when some of her many guests overstayed their welcome or exhibited poor manners, like when one visitor, when Grandma was in her early nineties, thoughtlessly blew cigarette smoke in the direction of her face. Grandma Flo took it all in stride, even when her family squirmed. She usually returned a smile or a batch of cookies. I was a lucky grandchild, growing up with both of my grandmas within a five-minute walk of my house. While Grandma Riva had always been generous and an eager card game opponent, Grandma Flo was hands down the softy of the two. She gave me a quarter every week and could often be coaxed into more. <laughs> the pagoda, the local candy and ice cream store, also was within walking distance.